Hey, what's up, guys? It's John Nelson, and you're listening to the Starting Block Podcast. Guys, we're going to get right into this today. Today is a Friday Fire Fact episode. If you follow my social media pages, Farmer John underscore ELP, I'm mainly on Instagram. That's usually uh, that's my big one. Um, I made a post last week that said I recorded this episode. I didn't share it because I, I didn't feel like I did a good job with it. I felt like the message didn't come across in the manner I wanted it to come across, and there wasn't enough value here to put it out there. Uh, and I feel like there should be a lot of value here because this is a very important topic that I think is either not being talked about enough or from what I have seen is being discussed um, improperly. All right. So what I want to discuss is the role that AI will play in strength and conditioning, healthcare, fitness, performance. I'm going to lump all those industries together because inevitably we're all helping people improve their quality of life in some respect. So I'm kind of talking about all these industries collectively when I mention that. But how is AI going to impact us? Now, here's how I went down this path. This has been on my mind for quite a few months. I have not really posted or shared or talked about it much at all because I really wanted time to process and see a little bit more what, about what was going on. All right. I, uh, I got on this rabbit uh, hole. I went down this rabbit hole because I was listening to uh, Ed Milet's show and he had Mo Gadot on. And if you have heard this episode, then you already know everything I'm getting ready to say. And I think you understand how important this episode um, could possibly be for our industries. Um, if you don't know who Mo Gadot is, uh, he is the author of Scary Smart and A Solve for Happy. But he is also the former chief business officer for Google X. So this man was the head of all of this, essentially. He was on the front lines. He knows more than he probably shares. Um, that episode shook me to my absolute core. I listened to it two to three more times. I sent it to my wife. I sent it to a bunch of people. I've talked about it for months with people. So I really, really took some time to process it. If you have not listened to the episode, I really encourage you to go listen to it. You're going to have to go back to probably sometime in the fall, um, you know, three, four, five months ago in Ed Milet's show. You'll see it. Um, it's there. It's a great listen. Um, I'd encourage you to read most books, too. So after listening to that, I kind of let that sit in, and then I saw a few different things from well, very well-respected names in our industry. Um, people that are a hell of a lot better than me have a much larger following than I do, um, and so I'm not going to use their name uh, because I want to be respectful because I've learned a lot from these people. They're, they're incredible coaches, but I, I strongly disagree with um, the phrasing of one of the things that they said. So one of the coaches put out there, I guess a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, that AI, um, where we have competitive advantage over AI is the fact that what AI is doing is just pulling bits and pieces from, you know, workouts that are on the internet and putting them together in a program for a client. And that's bullshit. That is absolutely not true. Um, it is way more advanced than that. And so that showed me that, hey, maybe he did read the books or listen, you know, most stuff. Maybe he hasn't paying attention. Um, if he did, I'm not sure how he came to that conclusion, uh, because because mine was the exact opposite, but um, I imagine that he probably has not, because, guys, that is not what AI is doing. Um, maybe right now or maybe you know a few months ago you could say that, but that's not what's happening, and that's not what's getting ready to happen, and that's what this is all about, all right? So where I want to head with this, okay, I think it's important that we have a little bit of an understanding of where AI truly is. 
what we're being told in the media, what we're being told on you know social media and from other people, other people, guys. This is the tip of the iceberg. Now I'm no AI expert by any means. I just dug into Mogadet stuff and just really, really you know put myself out there with it. All right, um, what we're being told is not not even the tip of the iceberg. We, we are so far behind um, where AI is. It's it's very scary. Um, and essentially, like we have created our next master. That's something that uh, Mo talks about. And it's either going to be salvation or destruction. This could end one of two ways. It could be in a salvation type manner where humanity has changed for the better, or this could be a destructive manner like Terminator. Real talk. All right. The only thing that really remains at this point, like in the medium, is really human connection. Okay. So as AI continues to grow and develop, the thing that is going to remain is the human connection element. All right. That's very, very important, okay? Very important. What has made humanity the dominant species since humans have been on the earth, however long it's been? What's made us the dominant species? We're not the fastest. We're not the strongest. We're not the biggest. It's been our intelligence, right? Humans' intelligence is what has allowed us to be the dominant species on the planet. Well, that era is ending in about two to three years, if not sooner. That right there should scare you. If it doesn't, you're clearly not awake yet. And you can keep your head buried in the sand, but I would suggest you get your head out of the sand, though, okay? So what what does that mean? Well, if humans have been the dominant species because our intelligence, well, AI is about to surpass that. And when this happens... The game changes now. They call this the moment of singularity. The moment of singularity is a moment beyond which the rules of the game itself, it becomes difficult to understand how to play because the rules have changed, because it's something that we have never seen. We don't understand it. It's something. It's a, beyond this horizon line, right? We know 2 plus 2 equals 4. Well, I guess you know, maybe from California you don't, but whatever. That's a different conversation. But 2 plus 2 equals 4 all the way up to the horizon line. But then after the horizon line, math changes. Things change. You can't predict the outcomes anymore because the rules have changed. We are here, okay? We are here. And when this moment of singularity hits, everything changes. Some people like to think about the printing press as a moment of singularity. I would tend to... I don't know. I think in essence, I, I see it. I don't really know if I agree with it, but I see it. Um, when the printing press came, everything changed. You, you, the communication was different, right? You could also think of maybe like the assembly line or the industrial revolution as a moment of singularity. I really think Henry Ford, like with the assembly line, that was a moment of singularity. That completely changed the game and changed the way everything was done. The way that every car manufacturer, every business operated, it changed everything everything. You could no longer predict what was going to happen because there's a whole new set of rules. That's what's happening with AI. Okay. And the scary thing with this is that it's, and it's already started is that humans are now going to be selling off our most valuable asset in exchange for capacity and speed with the most valuable asset being information but now we're outsourcing it just for more capacity, speed, efficiency. And we're no longer the smartest species on the planet. The machines are. Mo estimates that by 2049, AI will be 1 billion times smarter 
than humans. One billion times more intelligent than humans. Okay? Now, the next level of this, all right, is quantum computing in AI. I'm not going to go in depth because I don't honestly understand it perfectly, but here's my synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis is when you look at computers, okay, the way that it's always been done is essentially one and zeros, right? You write this code and provide this input to a computer. You tell the computer what to do. You type the letters on the keyboard, and it tells the computer what to do based on the code. That is not how AI works anymore, and quantum computing is proving that. It is learning. It is teaching itself things. Input is to a point, will reach a point where it's no longer needed because AI's already got the answer for everything. Here's an example, okay? So, and I believe this happened in 2017. I may be wrong. I remember reading it in the book, and I couldn't find it, so I had to go do some research online to pull it back up. So some of my numbers' names may be off, but you understand where I'm, where I'm going with this, okay? Some of you may have heard of Sycamore. Sycamore is Google's quantum computer, all right? Now, quantum computing is a whole other realm of computing, all right? Now, they asked Sycamore to solve one of the most complex math problems in the world, all right? It is estimated that the fastest computer on Earth, regular computer, one zero, radio computer, would take 10,000 years to answer this question. The fastest computer we currently have would take 10,000 years to solve this problem. Sycamore solved the problem in 200 seconds. Humans can't solve it. Fastest computer takes 10,000 years. Sycamore did it in 200 seconds. It's one example. Example two. Now, I do not know if this was Sycamore that did this. I, I think it was. If Once you hear the story, if you know this computer, shoot me a message, leave me a, a comment and, and, uh, on the YouTube page, let me know, and I'll uh, make sure I get it right. But we're just going to say it was Sycamore, okay? So um, there is a Chinese game that is said to be the most difficult game in the world. And the reason it's so difficult is because the possibilities within the game outnumber the atoms in our universe or stars in our universe or something absurd like that. I don't remember the exact ones. It doesn't matter if it was stars or atoms. It, it doesn't matter. It's absolutely insane. You're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of millions of, of different possibilities and options. Okay. Well, there's this Chinese grandmaster who is the master of this game, clearly. He lost. The computer beat him. The computer beat him. Beat a human. To make it even crazier, the computer built another computer that beat it. So the original computer beat the Chinese Grandmaster, then built another computer itself, and that computer ended up beating the original computer. In the hardest game in the entire world. That's some crazy shit right there. So that's some background. So now let's move into what is going, what this looks like going forward, okay? Mo talks about in his book, The Three Inevitables. And I'm going to touch on them. I'm not going to, you need to read the book if you haven't. The Three Inevitables Mo talks about. AI will happen is number one. Number one, AI will happen. It is already here, and it cannot be stopped. You can't just turn the switch off and it's done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work that way. AI is 
here and it will happen regardless of people like me or somebody else, other business owners that say they refuse to use this. You know, people are like, I'm not going to get involved with that. You don't have a choice. It's here. How you interact with it, you do have a choice, which we'll talk about. But AI will happen. That's inevitable number one. Inevitable number two, AI will outsmart humans. So again, as we talked about a second ago, what has made humanity the dominant species is coming to an end, and it will be over in two to three years. Humans will no longer be the most intelligent species on the planet. The machines will be. It is inevitable. It is going to happen. Unless God comes back first, it's going to happen. Number three, bad things will happen. Yes, bad things are going to happen. Again, as I said in the beginning, Mo talks about, we have already built our new master, and this can either serve us for salvation or for destruction, okay? But bad things are going to happen, and bad things are going to happen based on the inputs that humanity provides it. The key to this whole thing is the ethical component, ethics, all right? That's why things like chat GDP, I hate that, because chat GDP is learning from little high school kids, middle school kids who don't know any better. They're giving it input that is probably questionable from an ethics standpoint, asking it to cheat, asking it to do things for it, right? So AI is learning that humanity is lazy, that humanity is greedy, right? It's learning these things, and that's where the bad stuff happens, all right? The, how we teach AI is incredibly important for this moving forward. So if you're one of these people that's using AI in this negative, you know, ethical manner, you are creating a major problem for humanity. So how does this relate to us and what what do we do about this? All right. Now, you may be sitting here thinking like, oh, hey, I'm a therapist or I'm a doctor and, you know, or I'm, I'm a great coach and it's not going to impact me. Bullshit. It absolutely will. No different than construction workers. I was listening to Andy Frisella's show the other day. They were talking about it. You hear it from the people in the trades all the time. Oh, hey, uh, you know, I'm in construction or I'm in electrical. I'm in plumbing or whatever. I'm, I'm safe. No, you're not. Do you realize they have 3D printers that are already printing houses? It'll be able to print a house in the time it'll take you to put up a wall like (laughs) it's not even close it's coming there's nothing you can do about it other than be prepared so no you're not safe and it doesn't matter what your profession is they're not safe mo estimates and i don't want to put words in his uh you know in his mouth or his book but i i believe the estimation was that in three to five years information jobs will be gone gone like graphic designers artists um even lawyers doctors Anything that provides information, gone. Because we won't be the smartest species anymore. The machines are smarter. They're faster. They can pull it. Now, where it does differ, though, is how that information is communicated. And that really, really brings me to kind of these three points that I think are going to play a role in how this impacts our industries. So number one is embrace technology, but don't rely on it, all right? It's important that we automate some things. Yes, of course. Like we need to make things automated to help things move, you know, more efficiently so we can serve our customers and clients and patients better. But there's a line there. Now, what that line is, I don't really know per se. 
But I know where it is in my heart, in my soul. I know where that line is. For example, we use Square. Well, Square has an AI assistant that took over our system. I didn't even realize it. And I told our front desk, shut it down. I don't want that. We talk to our customers and clients face-to-face, on the phone. We email. We do not. The AI assistant is not handling that. Now, maybe you own a bigger business and practice. Where, where's the line for you? Utilize it, but don't rely on it. Because if you don't rely on it at all, you're going to get buried, I think, unless you are already a massive company, right, and you have the resources. But for most of us, we're going to be very small businesses, right, small, small medium-sized businesses-ish, okay? So we have to utilize it. Number two, emphasis on human connection. Guys, we live in a time where human connection is damn near non-existent and people are craving it more than ever. Where AI, where we, I think personally, can beat AI and stay ahead of them is the emotional component, all right? AI is learning. They're figuring things out, but it still lacks that soul. It lacks that emotional capacity. Now, yes, that's coming. It will be here. They're already doing this stuff with sex robots and everything. Like, it's here, okay? But the emotional component is something that I think provides humanity an upper edge and particularly people in our professions. Think about your bedside manner, your practitioner, doctor, the bedside manner, how you connect with patients, coaches, how we connect with our athletes, our clients, right? That emotional side of it to reach into their soul and know that we truly care about them, that it's not just a machine that says they care, that another living, breathing human being genuinely cares and is willing to do what it takes to help heal them or to help them improve their sport quality of life, whatever it is. That is a huge advantage and something that we need, we should already be doing. But if you're not doing it, get on board or get off. And if you're doing it, you better ramp it up and start ramping it up quick. Learn to improve, be better. And I think the third element is we need to understand this is different. This is not Anything we have ever experienced, nobody has experienced this before. Some people will say, oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, a stock market crash or, you know, it's, um, you know, it's like another virus or something. No, we have never been, we have never not been the smartest, most intelligent species on the planet. That has not happened. That is about to happen. This is uncharted territory. It's that moment of singularity. The rules of the game are changing, whether you like it or not. So, because they are changing, what separates you? As I said a minute ago, just because you think you're a good coach or whoever, it doesn't matter. AI is going to be able to pull that information faster, make a better diagnosis quicker. What separates you? Why are you still going to have a job? I think it goes back to the emotional and ethical components to it, right? How will you survive this? Because unlike this one trainer said, AI is not just picking exercises off of internet workouts and putting them together. That is not what it's doing. It is learning from us. It is learning and it is improving and building on itself. You think your functional movement screen, you think your reactive tests, you think your force plates and all that stuff, you think that's good? AI is going to crush that. It doesn't stand a chance. Your technology and and assessments will be void. Because we are no longer the most intelligent species on the planet. 
So I think we need to figure out how we are going to improve ourselves to make this competitive so that we can continue to help people. And that is the key, in my opinion, is understanding our value. Our value is to help. Our purpose is to help people and provide value to them. That is our purpose. And we do that by connecting with people on an emotional level. And that is something that I don't think AI will ever be able to touch. It may beat us in every other resource possible, but I don't think it'll ever be able to truly touch the soul of a person in the way that a human being can. You think about that coach that helped you in school. You think about that teacher that pulled you out of that dark place you were in, that helped you on that path. There's a spiritual and emotional and energetical component to that that I don't think AI will ever be able to do. And that is how we solve this problem. That's how we combat it. And that's how we work to improve our society and deal with something that is coming. And it is coming at us fast. And if you're, if you're not prepared for it, you need to be. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. If you got value out of this, I ask that you share this. I think people need to hear this. Take care.